there are some that they don't just see them once. They track them their entire, like, youth career into college, however long that lasts. And uh, you can get a different sense for uh, their level of investment. Jonathan Gavoni is uh, just such a guy. His website is draftexpress.com. He also was part of the coverage from uh, Yahoo's The Vertical, where they were two picks ahead of ESPN's coverage. I'm sure ESPN's not very happy with him, but uh, it was a good watch last night, and it was really, really fascinating to see uh, the different perspectives and why everything was going down the way it went down. And Jonathan joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on CBS Sports Radio. The pick early on that surprised you the most was? Sean Maker at 10, probably. I mean, with Jalen Brown at 3, I think um, really kind of set the tone for the evening. Um, and we heard some rumblings about that earlier in the day, but, but you know, Thon Maker at 10 was a shock. Um, I, I really thought he was going to be a guy that ends up sliding into the late first, early second round. I was sitting with his agent, you know, 30 minutes before the draft started, and the guy had no clue where Thon was going. He, he had no idea at all. And, um, so it's. I think. Uh, I think everybody was really surprised with that. I, I texted that to a few GMs as the draft was starting. I said, "Hey, I'm hearing Thon is going ten. Make sure you have that. You know, just penciled in, so you know what's going on." And they said, "No chance. Get out of here. I mean, it's impossible. Forget about it." So <laughs> that was the one. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. It's interesting. Okay, so I'll tell you what people told me about him, and I'm I'm like. I'm like any of the rest of us dopes that cover the college game. He didn't play in college. And so we watch him on YouTube. We watch him, and he looks the part. You're like, wow. And then I talk to my friends that actually worked him out in some of these workouts. They're like, you know, when he walks in the gym and you talk to him, you're sure he's the deal. But he he doesn't really know how to play basketball, and he can't really catch. And you can't fix a guy's hands, and it's really hard to give a guy basketball IQ. So he loves basketball. He loves to talk basketball, but just the normal sense of playing and where to be. But more than anything, bad hands. Uh, Is that what you heard in terms of the workout, or was it simply the age thing that gave people a lot of pause? Yeah, I don't think the age thing was as much of a factor. The first time I saw him was when he was 15, supposedly 15 years old, four years ago in Las Vegas. And he was really skinny and, and really young looking in the face. And you, I mean, he really looked like a kid who was, who was a young teenager. And he, we've really kind of seen him grown up and um, over the last four years physically and emotionally and just, and and I really do believe that you know if he's older, he's maybe a year at most. It's nothing, nothing um, like people are saying three, four, five years. I think that's crazy. There's no way I was watching a 20 year old kid in, in, in Los Angeles four years ago. It's just that's that's impossible. Jonathan Gavoni joining us. DraftExpress.com is his website. You can also read his work on Yahoo's The Vertical. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, CBS Sports Radio. So I was trying to hypothesize in my mind, like how do you, a guy that's dra- that's sliding to possibly the second round, you take him at 10, is it because um, the Greek freak is this freakishly long-armed guy and because, you know, John Henson kind of worked out for them and like, you know what, we're going to take a chance at 10, let's take a chance on a guy that's, that has these measurables, and we can figure everything else out? Is that the working theory? I guess. I mean, the the problem with Thon, and you, you kind of mentioned it earlier, is that not a lot of people have really seen him play. 
And so there's a possibility that he could come into your gym and, and that day have the greatest, you know, shooting day of his life. And, and then you see a guy who's 7-1 and, and, you know, has an unbelievable personality and, and 19 years old and, and can really shoot it. And you say, wow, you know, we can, we can figure the rest out, you know. But as people who have followed him, that, you know, for his career know that that's, that shot really comes and goes. And like you said, the hands aren't great. The feel for the game isn't great. I'm not sure about his body, to be honest with you. He's, you know, he's 215 pounds, but very, very thin in, in, in the legs and in the ankles and in the rear. And so you just don't know how that frame is going to, is going to fill out long term. And so those are my concerns. But, I mean, you have to give Thawmaker credit. He did a great job. He hid. He didn't show himself to anybody. He was invited to the Nike Hoop Summit. He passed. He was invited to the NBA Combine to play five on five. He passed, and so every setting where he could have kind of gotten exposed, he decided to hide, and that really worked into his favor. And so, you know, the guys who did play, you know, they, the NBA is just looking to shoot them down like darts. You know, as soon as they get into the gym, they they nitpick every part of their game, and Thon Maker didn't let them do that. And so that's that's to his credit because you know his agents. Uh, his people really understand how the NBA evaluation game works. Um, okay, and you mentioned how people p- take take shots at somebody's game. I would say that happened to Ben Simmons. Uh, some of that is his own doing in that he just showed a lack of willingness to shoot perimeter jump shots. Statistically, he was off the charts. Obviously, his team didn't do well. My assessment is pretty simple, Jonathan. Jonathan Giovanni joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show, draftexpress.com. Uh, it's that people talk about who won, who lost the draft. He's the best player. He's the best prospect. He's gonna. He's also the type of player that's gonna make other people better. Seventy Sixers won the draft. Is that is that too uh, uh, is that too simple of thinking in a way of gra- uh, grading out the draft? I think it really depends where they go from here. How they construct the roster around him. It's gonna be a major challenge to put him and Julio Okafor on the floor at the same time. And then you look at. You know, guys like, like Dario Saric, um, they, they don't have a lot of shooting on their team right now. And so I think Simmons is really going to, if they're going to put Simmons at point guard, you really need to have a lot of shooting around him. And, and they don't have that. So I think it's, uh, it's yet to be seen, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, the Celtics had eight picks. Everybody thought they were going to move some guys and get somebody. They really did not. They moved off of two picks. Why do you think they failed to be able to make the big move that so many thought they were going to make? All these GMs want to make home run trades. They want to be, you know, they want to kill it on draft night, and they want to win every trade emphatically. And unfortunately, you know, it's hard to do that. You know, we've seen in the past that you know a lot of trades don't happen on draft night the way people say they will. Everybody's saying, well, they'll just trade three, and four will be traded, and this pick will be traded. But I mean, I've been doing this now for 15 years, and I know that just GMs have a hard time making deals with each other. And so unless you're getting, you know, there aren't that many, you know, Isaiah Thomases left in the league. There's not that many Billy Kings, you know, the guys that you could just rip off in a trade. All these GMs in the NBA are really smart. They're not making bad deals. And, and so that's where, you know, when the, when the Celtics made that unbelievable trade with Brooklyn, that was a bad deal for the other side. That just, that just wasn't out there right. last night. Right. Uh, except if you called Sacramento. Do you know what Sacramento is doing? No clue whatsoever, honestly. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, you know, the Papianis uh, pick at 13 really baffled me, especially considering that they have 
Um, three centers on their roster already, and they, they drafted a fourth one with their. They started with the number eight pick in the draft, so I really didn't get it. They're still looking for a point guard. They're still looking for shooting. And they're still looking for everything, honestly. They're still looking for a direction, it seems. All right, last thing. Um, best, I got 15 seconds. Best player people aren't talking about that was taken in the first round. I'm going to go with Deontay Davis going 31. That, to me, was a shocker. I know people are worried about his knees. They're worried about his motor. But this guy is a two-way player. He's talented. He's got an NBA frame. He can move his feet. He's got very good touch. I think he's going to be a steal at the end of the day for Memphis. I, t- I tend to agree with you. Plus, he could ultimately be the replacement for Zach Randolph, who's also one and done at Michigan State. Jonathan, great work. I really like your site. I like the, the depth uh, of, of all of the research that you do. Appreciate you joining us on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for having me, Doug. Uh, Jonathan Gavoni.